Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Morning, Alan. How are you doing? I'm Graham, Michael. We want to look initially, I have a couple of issues to raise with you this morning, but first off, I want to focus in on one of the main talking pounds, uh, or talking points, your town, your say, your new Ross. This is a vision, a plan for the future. Can you tell us what it is, please? Yes, as we launched it a while back, uh, New Ross was one of 26 towns nationwide selected for funding for what they call town centre renewal. And what the money was there, and it's supported by Nick McCormick, the former district manager, now he's a town centre generation officer. So what the responsibility is, we have to come up with a comprehensive, all-encompassing plan for the repurposing, redirecting, and how we see the centre of New Ross. And where is that going for the next, you know, next 10 to 15 years. So it's a really important process that we're engaging. And we have uh, CSK consultants who are doing great work on all elements of it. But one of the areas that they're particularly strong at, Alan, is they want to talk to as many people as possible who either use the town centre or visit the town centre, live in the town, or just, you know, have an opinion about where the town should be in the future. And... There's a community survey up online, and it's uh, connected to the Wexford County Council's webpage. They can do it. Now, it's it's, com- it's a comprehensive survey, so it takes a bit of time and effort to do it. And I'd encourage everyone yeah. who has an opinion or anyone who has any usage of the town to come in and do that survey. Right. But on yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, there's a second survey. It's called a health check, where there will be teams of people at different points in the day, at different points in the town, asking people there and then to fill out a survey about why they're in New Ross, how long they're in New Ross for, what's their view, you know, do they think we need more parking, less parking, you know, what attracts them to the town, what do they think needs to be improved. And the bottom line is we are going to have, by September, a major comprehensive strategy for where we see the future of the town centre going. And that will include all of the different development works that we're doing from John Street over to the courthouse, pedestrianisation will be a part of it, the new hotel will be a part of it, uh, traffic management will be a part of it, the environment and that whole area of the circular economy would be a part of it. So what I'm asking for is if you see somebody on the town Tuesday and Wednesday with the survey, yeah. please fill it in. And I would ask everyone who's in the New Ross area to go online and do the online survey because there's a third survey coming up next week, what they call a walk and talk, where they'll be meeting with stakeholders and they'll be walking the town and looking at different areas at the same time. All right. I want to move on to something else that uh, I would like to talk to you about this morning. According to an article in the Wexford People at the Council meeting, and I quote, uh, it says, A Wexford Fianna Fáil councillor has criticised local radio station South East Radio over its cover of the closure of the emergency department at Wexford. Um, why was this? Why did you raise this issue? Well, I didn't particularly direct the criticism at any individual or any person, but I felt uh, up to now, every politician... And all the agencies, the HSC, the management and staff, the uh, contractors, and, of course, the users of the hospital, we're all pulling as hard as we can to get the hospital open as quickly as we could. And I know when I'd spoken to Minister Donnelly several times about um, the A&E and about the 96-bed unit and getting it all up and running, and everybody was doing everything. And I had heard that, you know, I'd heard a radio interview that Cahirlik was on it saying he was worried about other capital programs being subsumed into funding or into delays for the A&E. Mm-hmm. Now, the day before that, the minister was clearly on government building saying this will not occur. There will be no um, substitution from one programme to another. 
the resources were there. It wasn't, and it isn't a question of resources. Well, I beg to differ with you, Michael, on, on the fact that you didn't point out at one individual radio station, because in Porrick's article, now I was at that meeting, and I left around half past four, uh, so I didn't hear your comments, and I was a little bit uh, perturbed at the fact I, I wasn't aware of the comments, and it was only through Porrick's intervention that I managed to hear about them. And you see, uh, Porrick's article states quite clearly, I hope our public broadcasters will be a little more understanding now, and won't be carrying on with this ticking time clock now that we have a date. The only radio station I'm aware that has a ticking time clock on the A&E unit in Wexford General Hospital is South East Radio. So quite clearly, you did direct your comments towards South East Radio. Well, I would have brought it up earlier in the meeting if we were allowed to do congratulations, because what I wanted to do is congratulate the management staff for everything that they have done, a heroic effort, not just in Wexford, I might add, but in also Watford and Kilkenny. So I wanted to congratulate those that I would understand. And the article says that maybe County Routine didn't understand the pressure. Well, you know, I've had um, a family member in hospital for the last month. I know exactly what the pressure uh, uh, is. Michael, so I can, I, can, I, can I stop you? You've sidestepped my question quite nicely. No, I haven't. No, no, you have sidestepped my question because my question I'm is... You, 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 no, I, 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 can you answer my question, which is you quite clearly... Uh, pointed the finger at Southeast Radio because of our ticking time clock. Do you accept that you were pointing the finger at Southeast Radio by that statement? Can you answer that question for me? Well, if you were the only one doing it, which I understand you are, I would have said yes, I was, okay. but not in not in a personal job. As in, they are working hard. The contractors and the management and staff and Lillian, everyone there is working so hard. Okay, can, can, can I ask you another question now, Michael? Can I ask you another question now? What did you do to try and speed up the return of A and E? What I did, well, what did you do? that the hospital had the fire occurred, I was on to the minister straight away to say we needed action very quickly. The following day, the following day at 6.30 in the morning, he texted me to let me know he was on his way down to see it there and that resources would not be an issue. And I agree, Alan, I totally agree with your line. If this was an issue where funding was a question hmm. or resources were a question, if, you know, as happened under previous governments, I might add that units were closed. I would be the first of many people who would be out there. But what I didn't want to see right. is this issue becoming a political football, but it clearly has oh, no. some oh, people... Oh, Michael, you, you, you've, you've misread us and you've misread the situation completely, Michael. The closure I, of... Did, no, just, no, 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 you, you just listen to me now for a second, please. The closure yeah, of the A&E yeah. has already had serious implications for public health and safety. On a daily basis, the people of County Wexford have voiced their concerns. You know I'm doing these runs around the county at the moment. Apart from the work of Marine Watch, the thing people ask me most about is when is the A&E opening? Um, so South East Radio's coverage, including the use of the ticking clock, is aimed to raise awareness about the situation and keep the public informed. And in no way are we critical of the management or staff of Wexford General well, Hospital. We are extremely think, supportive Alan, of them. I you're misreading that then, because I'm sure somebody working in the hospital who's doing everything that they can, and the contractor's doing everything that they can, and indeed South East Radio's great relationship with the hospital for the fundraising. Yeah. I think you may have misoverread the situation there, but the oh. difficulty is, if I can finish, the difficulty is some people were going to use it as a political football. And I disagree with what you said there. Like I said to you just a few moments ago, I've had extensive dealings with okay. several hospitals in the southeast over the last month. I don't need to be reminded. I don't need a ticking time clock to see what the pressure the people are under. What they need is resolution. 
they need support right. and they need recovery. Well, I'm gonna, I have another is. question for you now, Michael. If this were in any constituency where Fianna Fáil ministers were in situ, do you think it would have gone, uh, gone on as long? Do you think if this was in Micheál Martin's constituency that people from Cork would be waiting three hours, four, five, six hours outside ambulances in University Hospital Waterford? Do you not think that Micheál Martin would have intervened as tarnished uh, of this country and had their A&E open? And I'm just giving this as an example. And have had sure. their A&E open long before Wexford is getting our A&E open. Well, I would say that given the fact that the minister was down, the Taoiseach was down, and I know the Taoiseach will be coming down, I would say that they have given the top priority. The last thing we want now, and we will be sitting here and saying, oh, they only come near the place when there's an accident or a photo op. This is the whole thing. I right. did not want, and I do not want this issue to become a political football because we have you've enough... Ma- you've made it a political football, no, though, Michael. No, I disagree, Alan. You had people on the radio saying that they were worried about the capital program being subsumed into this. You had other pol- political representatives who have their own opinions and they have their own agendas. I accept that. Those people, never, those people provided documents. Those no. people provided documents to me where they highlighted their concerns. I've discussed this. I, I will discuss it with uh, Minister James Brown and Deputy Paul Keogh when I get the opportunity to discuss it with them. But I, I just want to get you, back. You I just, I, 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 can I just get back to something very important, Michael? Can you understand the fear people have after the previous with this on this very radio station in 2011, 2012? A document was produced which highlighted that our hospital could have been downgraded and the fear. That that put into people's hearts, that fear is still out there. And I can only reflect it as a presenter of a radio show. People keep asking me daily, and I'm sure they're asking you as well, when is our A&E reopening? Now we've been given a definitive date. We're reassured that that date is going to happen. There's even a possibility we might even broadcast the programme from there. We have a wonderful relationship with Linda O'Leary, Gerard Rennick in the Ireland East, etc. We're fully supportive of our hospital. But the reason we put up the ticking time clock is we were not satisfied that enough was being done to speed up the process by the powers that be of which you're a member of them. And you're entitled to do that, but I'm entitled to voice my opinion that the last thing the people who are working needed is additional pressure to be wound up the saying, you know, this is it. And let me just take your point there with the document. The question is not a question of closure. It's not a question of a political decision that we're going to change the status of the hospital. What it was clearly is that resources were made available and they're right. working flat out as quickly as they okay, can. OK, why are they not working at the weekends? Why were they not given the extra funds? And again, you never answer my question in relation to if it was on Michal's Martin, Michal Martin's watch, that be rest assured that the Cork A&E would be open. That's the general feeling. Now, you can dismiss my question, dismiss my thoughts, but answer those questions for me. Why are they not working at the weekend? Why haven't they got the funds? Well, I don't think funds are an issue. And if it were, it would come to our attention and we would have brought it up. And like I said to you, the the Taoiseach, the Taoiseach, the Minister for Health, they have all been down. Like they have said, we will get this open as quickly as we possibly can. And at the time, and if I'm correct in recalling, at the time some politicians were saying it would be September, October, November. So I think the fact that we will get it open, hopefully in early July, before the deadline or before the announced date, I'd be delighted there. And I'd be delighted to stand there with you and say, it's a job well done. Okay. But it's not a question of resources. It's not a question of funding. 
No, it's a question of priorities, Michael. And the priority is that Wexford General Hospital, like a lot of the projects here in Wexford, are kind of put on the back burner. They're on the never-never. We we still haven't got our third-level campus. And, I mean, it's just reflective of the fact that we need far more active... We need a senior minister in this county of ours. And, and, and like, I just give an example of just one comment that have come in in relation to the hospital. And this comes from William. And I have his full name and his email address. He said, I would like to encourage your coverage of Wexford General Hospital... It is disgraceful delays in getting a bit of work done. Keep going with your countdown clock, countdown clock and ignore the politicians. So, I mean, basically, people feel that there's been too much dilly-dallying with this. Well, I would say in this regard, like, it is not a question, again, not a question of resources. Resources are and can be made available if additional is need. It may be a question of the contract and it's a question of delivering on it. But I'm sure there's constraints, as you well know, Alan, Right. and talking and been at the county council meetings, there is constraints in getting large-scale capital public projects done. And in relation to upgrading, like, there will be, like, the night-to-bed unit, there will be huge opportunities here. I mean, there's a possibility that those units can go ahead parallel now that construction has been on the A&E. In relation to the Southeast University, I mean, you were at the meetings too, Alan, and you've reported on them. Yeah, well, I don't want to go into the no, university. You I, wanna, I just no, wanted no, to correct that, because yeah. you brought that up thinking nothing has happened. Yeah. I mean, they've just had their strategic launch. No. We've just acquired the property there. So yeah. in that regard, it's not a question. But back to, back to the main focus of your point. Yes. Is that I did not want this to become a political circus, a political bandwagon, where people who are not in a position to deliver as much as a loaf of bread will be running around saying, I want this, I demand this. Now, that's a bit unfair because, I mean, you're in a position, you're a member of a government party, and you have not delivered for this county. You have not delivered. correct. No, you, you, you have not delivered our A&E back at, a, at, the, at, the, at the time that it was required. It could have been done quicker if the, if the hours were put into it. I mean, that's a, the bottom line, isn't it? It could have been done quicker. No, it isn't. The bottom line is they said they would get it open properly and fully as quickly as they can. That has been the line since it actually happened. And mm. if, like I said to you before, the feeling at the time after the fire was that this thing was going to take a bit longer as into the autumn. But now you hear we have a definite date. I think that they may be brought forward. And I think it's a time for right. all the politicians to pull together to make sure that we get it over the line rather than saying, standing in front of a microphone or standing or sitting in a radio station, saying, I'm worried that other projects will be taken over and that money will go to there. That simply is not true. That's bandwagon jumping. Uh, we're not bandwagon jumping, Michael. We're just raising the issues. All I can do is all, 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 all I can do is just raise the issues that are given. Here. Do you, do, do you, do you, retract, do you so. retract your comments uh, that are critical of Southeast Radio's stance in support of our hospital? No, I, I don't, because I don't think the need of a ticking time clock to put the pressure. Like I said to you, if this is a question of funding or a question of a government decision somewhere saying we're changing the status of a hospital, I would be the first to say absolutely not. But in this regard, like the staff are working flat out, the contractors are working flat out, they're doing the very best that they can, and I just don't feel putting additional pressure on calling for this or calling for that, as some elected members have, both in this chamber and in other chambers. You know, I just don't think ratcheting up the pressure on the staff okay. are there. And well, just before, like I said to you, yeah. I have spent, and members of my family have spent, the last month in different versions of the hospital and in other hospitals. I don't need to be told the pressure we're under. I see it in their faces and I see it when they're talking to them. But what they don't want, and they clearly don't want, they don't want their careers and they don't want their hospital and their jobs to be much more difficult by politicians who have nothing to do but sit in radio stations and say, I call for this and I'm worried. I've got to wrap it up, but what they do want 
is they want us to highlight the issue to protect our hospital, which is what we are firmly and fully behind, to reflect the mood of the people in County Wexford. And the mood of the people that have spoken to me was one of fear that things weren't moving quickly enough. Now we have a definitive date. We drive on, we move on. I take it you're not going to retract your comments about our ticking time clock, but I will just say, finally, South East Radio's decision to display this clock on our website, to highlight the duration of the closure of the accident and emergency department at Wexford General Hospital, was our way of ensuring that this critical issue remained at the forefront of our local community's minds. I have to leave it there, Michael. Thank you for taking our call this morning. Good morning to you. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.